It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome back to the Bradfoe Show. It's October 9th. Oh, man. Oh, man. We've got Rob here. He's giggling his pants off. We've got Gordo rocking the seas happy because no other team in Boston matters right now. And we've got Pat in the lower third. Additionally, Rob. Just talk. Talk normal. Talk Talk normal? normal? This is how I talk. (laughs) Now it is. Yeah. Well, you got to... I you taught me a great lesson one time uh, where I came in low energy. I was I was basically Ted Cruz or not Ted Cruz, Jeb Bush, yeah. low energy. So sometimes you got to get the tea up. It's, it's listen, you what you did, I've done. I did for years. I'm just trying to nip it in the bud right now. I appreciate do it, do that's doing the top the top forty. Uh, hello, 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 cats, hello kittens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but. Get that tea up because we're talking about the bearded men of 2013. Uh, we're starting off. I, I've started this kind of the last two days with the morning coop of coffees, recapping, reminding people of what went on 10 years ago, because right now in the present Boston sports has been better. I would like to say it has never been better, but it's been better. Uh, so as of this morning, 10 years ago today, we were probably celebrating a ALDS win over the Tampa Bay Rays, a three to one series. A little bit easier than I think. If I'm going based on memory here, I I didn't think it was going to be that much of a matchup. I was more so thinking about the Tigers and what that rotation would be doing. But I also wasn't at the point where in 2018 you had the perspective of, well, it's World Series or bust. The Rays were still somewhat of a battle. And I think after those first two games, it Gave you a little bit of confidence, but you still weren't sure what to make of this team at this point. And that's where I want to bring in the guy that was that was writing about it. Rob Bradford, the yeah, man, hello. the myth, the legend. Hello. Perspective from that moment. From the from the Rays series. So uh, I'm just looking it up now. I know this is bad show prep. But, you know, first off, John, you know, let's remember. That's what I love. I love a good playoff run where you have the get on my back guy like for so obviously in 07 it was Beckett right and yep. and in 13 it was absolutely John Lester that first game he dealt um and was that the that was also the series like Will Myers dropped the fly ball right that is that game one was where he yeah. dropped the fly ball yeah. carried into game two oh uh, that it, was it probably ne- one of my most vivid memories that wasn't of any like successes or anything. It was just like something that just takes up space in my mind where it's just the entire Fenway crowd chanting at Will Myers before he let another ball drop in front of him from Jacoby Ellsbury to open that game. And, and by the way, like, first of all, you don't see that a crowd impacts or affects a player like it did with Will Myers. Will Myers is a super, super nice guy. I came to understand like after, but it was, like the the crowd the the crowd gets a tip of the chapeau in that game. There's no question about it. I mean, they they absolutely had a huge huge impact of that. But 
you know, so, you know, you go up 2-0 uh, with Lackey coming back. And Lackey was really, really good that playoff run, too. I mean, like, really good. You had that one-two combination, and we'll get to the Detroit stuff later. But it's uh, – like that was that was pretty solid. And another guy in that series that arguably could have won the got on to win either the ALDS or ALCS MVP was a relief pitcher. Do you remember? Ooh. Are you going to say Peavy? Or Peavy wasn't coming out of the pen. Not it would have Koji. been Breslow. Breslow. No, because Ko- Koji Koji gave Breslo. up the walk off in game Breslow was right, he did. awesome. Like he was cool. awesome. Three point two, eight one eight whip. Wow. It was yeah. short spurts and everything. That one point eight one ERA. So you look at in, in the clinch in the clinching game, PV starts and he's good. Like people say, ah, oh, well, PV was just okay. Well, five and two thirds, one run. Think about that now, guys. If if a pitcher like came out and threw five and two thirds in a postseason game and gave up a run, it, they'd be writing songs about him. Kershaw would like that's to do an that. elite, I can tell you that much. That is an elite 2023 playoff pitching performance. If you're making it into the sixth inning oh. and allowing one run, that's basically a complete game. Yeah. And and the Breslow that game, inning it in two thirds, four strikeouts, only one hit. So yeah, he was really, decent. really good. Decent, well, decent I mean, stuff. But man. I don't think I think that he was I'm gonna look it up, but I mean it wasn't only that game. It was he, he yeah. Was, in game two, game two, he threw an inning and two thirds of hitless baseball on, en route to a seven four victory. Yeah, see, I don't remember you, you in Coop. You had asked about oh, I covered it. I remember the Detroit series. I mean, I can rattle off that series. That's the like, thing that sticks out. That's like the that's like the ALCS in two thousand four for the twenty thirteen run. I feel like like you you had a feeling the they could the get there. Team. But that was the matchup of like, oh, they are really going to have to prove themselves here. I, I to this day think the Tigers were the more difficult team than the Cardinals, despite oh, how no everything question. went. There's no question. Like, whoever came out of that series was winning the World Series. Well, what do you guys ask you? What do you guys remember? I mean, to start with the Tampa series, what do you remember? Do you remember it at all, or is it like for me like a blur? Two home runs from David Ortiz. I mean, that well, was that's, that was that's what I remember. I remember the Rays series besides Myers, like I had said, but I remember the Rays series as David Ortiz really kicking off his, I'm going to push everyone out of the way to get to this next ring. And it, I mean, we look at his numbers from that, what he went four for 13. So not exactly what it was. Oh, sorry. Five for 13 on that and two home runs, which he had in game two. So, I mean, you're already starting it off with, I mean, a run that is going to be unmatched 385 556 923 slashing. Yeah. You remember thing. that second no. home run sent what, what was it Chris Archer or David it sent someone into a blaze. He Ortiz pissed someone oh, off with a second home run. Archer? Was it Archer? Cuz Price was, got he, game 2, David Ortiz got his first home run off of him where he yeah, looked at Ortiz it a always too had long. beef with Archer. Like that was yeah. Archer was like had a problem with Ortiz's glacial home run pl- home run. <laughs> imagine imagine what Chris Archer would think now. I, know. I don't I don't think he would be able to last. Ronald Cooney Jr. like 
walking backwards, moonwalking around the bases. Ronnie's got to pick it up before he's moonwalking around the bases. Yeah. Uh, um, but, I mean, as far as, I mean, you're, you're close with Ortiz. While watching him, while covering him in that series this early on, were you prepared for what you were about to see in the ALCS? No, like, I mean, again, let's just skip to the ALCS because the ALDS was boring, like, it is what it is. Oh, we're going chronologically. We're we're milking this out. We're making the people wait. They gotta. Uh, they gotta. Right. Well, we gotta I mean, tease you them. You asked me this. like, okay, yeah. So Ortiz was good in the ALDS. Like the, my my biggest takeaway was that the Lester was like Lester and Lackey and PV just dominated, you know. And 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 then you had it. What was happening was was it was evolving into okay. You could see how this could work. Where you have those pitchers, you have the relievers, you have Breslow, you have Tozawa, you have um, obviously Koji. You have enough to, to, to do some damage. But I don't think there's any question that, you know, yeah, the Red Sox ended up going to the World Series. But what was when you finished that race series, it was like, oh, you know, I know you have home field advantage, but still. Think about who was on that starting staff for Detroit. Holy crap. I, does crazy. anyone want to pull it up real quick? Oh, I know. The Verlander. Uh, well, Por- yeah. Porcello. Yep. Scherzer. Oh, Porcello Scherzer. came out of the bull- Porcello came yeah, out Por- of the bullpen. Yeah, he gave up the walk off. That's the most insane Yeah, no. Yeah, Anibal Sanchez. Anibal Sanchez practically no hit the team in game one. Well, so in game one, this is crazy. So they beat the Rays in the NL. Uh, D- uh, Whatever it was, ALCS or ALDS. ALDS. We got to come up with easier acronyms. ALDS. So they beat the Rays. Now they go home, and it's Lester. They got Lester lined up, and Lester pitches awesome. Six and a thirds, one run, six hits. But it is crazy what Detroit did. Annabelle Sanchez threw a no hitter, threw six innings, didn't allow a hit. Then they have Al Albuquerque, who could forget him. I love Al Albuquerque. I love that name. <laughs> Jose Jose Veras, Drew Smiley, and Joaquin Benoit to close things out. So in those nine, the Red Sox lose that first game. And nine innings, they struck out 17 times and only had one hit. <laughs> and, and, and you had to come back. And you had to face uh, you had to face Scherzer in Game Two. So I mean, they they had the even before heading into that series. I think everyone kind of realized the Goliaths that they were going to have to go up against. I mean, I I don't I really do not think anyone had a glimmer. I I won't say that they didn't have a glimmer of hope, but heading into that Ortiz at bat, I mean. At that, like, I was just surprised that they had loaded the bases. Period. Never mind. Just even were able to get anything strung along before that. Well, okay. So let's let's talk about that, right? So you're coming off that game one again in the ALCS, and where they just get totally shut down. Now you have to face Scherzer, and he's going up against Buckholz, which obviously, you know, Buckholz was, I think, if I remember right, he had missed some time. He wasn't at full strength. Um. And 
he goes out and until the sixth inning. Yeah, the sixth inning, he's pretty good. The sixth inning, they go to the sixth inning, and it's a one nothing game. But Buckholt sort of implodes. They give up four runs. So now they're down 5 nothing, And I believe Scherzer also had a no-hitter at least through five. So you're down 5 nothing. You can't get a hit to save your life. So Scherzer's dealing. So he Scherzer ends up giving up one run over seven innings. And then, of course, that sets the scene for you're down 5-1. And Ortiz is up. And Joaquin Benoit. Is, is pitching to Ortiz. And I've always said this, guys, is that I felt like that was the most meaningful hit in Red Sox history. That grand slam. And the reason is... is bigger because, than Bill Miller? Big, bigger than Bill Miller. Yeah. Because okay. here, here's the reason yeah. why. Because he has to hit a grand slam. Like, like nothing else. Like there's if you don't get a, a hit double there, a double does not bring life a back. A double does game. not tie the game because they're going to get out in the next hit. They weren't getting any hits, right? So I so you don't feel so good about you, it. You literally have to hit. The only thing you can do to save yourself is to hit a grand slam. And he hits a grand slam. And by the way, a little known fact about that pitch, about that at bat, was that they actually had Joaquin Benoit's changeup. So they knew when he was tipping the pitches. So that's that was cool. if I was it Pedroia that tipped off Ortiz because Ortiz had said he had, no, he had seen they, him so once they, he had got or Benoit had gotten the better of him, correct? Yes, but this was he could say whatever he wants. So, but it was but the the reality was is that the advanced scouts for the Red Sox had figured out where where Benoit set up. That was tipping whether it was a changeup or not, and so now I I have never confirmed, and I don't think he would probably confirm whether or not that factored in because some sometimes guys don't like that, right? They don't want to know, but but all I know is this for a fact that the Red Sox as a team had Benoit's changeup, which was by far his best pitch, and then of course you know do you guys remember? Who got the oh, game winning game giving game winning hit and who gave up the game winning hit? Ooh, uh, it was salty, right? Yeah, salty yep, yep. had the walk off off of Rick Porcello. That's right. Yep, Rick oh, Porcello came in and relieved didn't get it out. Turn. But man, like that, that that game from a I was in the crowd for that game, and I I've been in some pretty insane Fenway crowds. Like I was at the wild card game against the Yankees. I was at a World Series. I was at World Series Game Two in 2018 and World Series Game One in 2013. But with all those games, the singular moment that I saw Fenway Park just like lose complete control of itself was that Ortiz Grand Slam. Beer was in the air. People were throwing like popcorn and peanuts. Like it didn't matter. It was complete chaos. Like no one cared about anything. It was unbelievable. Like I, I gave you like a 350 pound man to my left, like the biggest bear hug of my life. Like. It just didn't matter. So I feel like baseball references, I'm just kind of pouring over everything Ortiz did in like 2013 now. Like this was supposed to be just looking at the Tampa Bay Rays series. And now we're just, we're doing the full like baseball nerd thing, combing through baseball reference, looking at the series. 
Do you know how many hits David Ortiz collected in the ALCS? Wasn't it like oh, two or something? Wasn't it like nothing? It was two. He batted 091. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. just like one of those just happened to be one of the biggest hits in Red Sox history, which is and, insane. And can I That's tell like you Jackie what, Bradley in 18? Another reason why like that that was such an important hit was because if they don't get that hit, they don't win the game. And if they don't win that game, even though it's only down to nothing, you're not winning. You're you're facing Verlander the next game in Detroit. You're down to nothing. And I, I just think that you you lost the series if you don't win that game. You you've lost the first two at home with staring at Verlander. And and yeah, you know, and then we go to, you know, you do go to Detroit and Lackey pitches his ass off, you know, six and two thirds shutout innings, goes head to head with Verlander. Verlander who only gives up the one run. And can we remember what the one run came on? Napoli home run. Napoli home Napoli. run. It, in, into the bird's nest, into Deep the bushes. center field. I mean, that thing was, I mean, yeah. I mean, no, not a lot of people hit it up into the, the trees or whatever, the shrubbery. That was crazy. But eight, Verlander goes eight innings, gives up one run. And I'm going to tell you another thing that I remember about not only that game, but that series was Tazawa. So Tazawa, they would bring in, Every single time for one situation. Do you remember what it was? Miggy and Prince, right? Miggy Cabrera. Miggy Cabrera. Every was single it, was that? time. So, and, and you know what? He threw the same pitch every single time. He threw fastballs on the outside corner because Cabrera's hip was all messed up. And he could not, I mean, we were, you know, where the press box was, it was sort of directly behind home plate. So we could see it. Like, here comes Sazawa. Now he's throwing the fastball on the outside court, fastball, and he couldn't hit it. He couldn't hit it. By the time Megan Cabrera makes the final out, or one of the final, maybe not the final out, but the last time he got up in that series, I was remember I was sitting in the broadcast booth and I could see right over and Cabrera's front elbow was out like over the the opposite side of the plate because he knew that he was going to throw it there but there there was nothing he could do about it and I think he grounded out but uh yeah I mean I mean you talk about Breslow you talk about what Tazawa did it was yeah that was that was an unbelievable series it's funny. And you to... want to talk about one more thing there is the trade. We talked about Jake Peavy before. That trade sent Jose Iglesias to Detroit. And Iglesias makes that error in game six. I believe that loaded the bases, if I'm it not did. mistaken, for yes. Victorino. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. It's all connected and everything leads to he everything. Also, he also made like one of the best plays I've ever seen a shortstop make. Like, wasn't like, that early in the series, though? That was in Detroit. So that would have um, been game one? Or no, no, no that would have no. been game three. It, it probably yeah. was game three. But, uh, yeah, so it's, you know, you remember, I mean, Detroit comes back and they win, uh, let's see, they, they win game four, right? They won game four. 
So yeah, yeah PB yes. wasn't good. PB seven three, three innings yeah. gives up seven runs. Doug Fister. Of a future Red Sox. Oh yeah. yeah Doug, Doug Fister. I barely Doug know. Fister. <laughs> he was really good in Detroit. Like he don't remember Red Sox Fister. Well, Detroit Fister was a that guy. That was remember, that was Dombrowski like another good trade deadline pickup. Yeah. Like everyone devalued Doug Fister and he valued him. He got him. And that was probably the best trade bet deadline pickup there was that year. Trying to look where where did he come from? Was it Seattle, Seattle at the time? Yeah, I think Seattle. Yeah. So then so they Nationals come back. Was after Detroit, they're tied, and this is where again, this is like where you need to get on my back, guy. Lester comes out, pitches five and a third inning, gives up two runs. He goes up against Sanchez, and the bullpen, you know, Tazawa, Breslow shuts it down once again, and then Koji just unbelievable. Koji closes it out. Gets get five outs, no hits, no base runners in that game. So I mean that was think about that. I mean, to get through Detroit, that was crazy. And that's it's also like not, nothing against was still. I was gonna say, like Koji, I don't really think performed like that ever again. Correct? No, he did. Did he have he maybe with the so Cubs, like, wasn't he? He had a good run with the Cubs, didn't he? He was still uh, good. Nah, I mean, the next year, I think he was still good. He was the still Red good, Sox but he wasn't like the uh, perfect, like, what was it? What was CRA that year? Was it like 1-2 or something? Oh, it, it was, was ridiculous. He, he, he we, we would do this all the time. 109-2013. We, <laughs> we would match up his run with, like, Mariano's best runs, and it would be right there. It was like, it was, yeah, oh, it was I, unbelievable. Okay, here's a fun game. Tell give me, me a fun game. Give me the give me before Koji got a chance to close. Give me the people who were closers before him on that team. Oh God, Bailey. Uh, yeah, Bailey's one. Joel Hanrahan. Yeah. Oh, Gordo's about to cook. I don't. I don't. Work, I'm trying to think of the third. Wasn't Workman. They didn't give Tazawa a chance, did they? They did. He was terrible. They did. He didn't want to do it. Tazawa? He didn't he fl- want it? He flat yeah. out said, I don't want to pitch in the ninth Oh. But he had the you greatest go, walk-in back, song, though. If you go back to the if you go back to opening day in 2013, Koji pitches, I think, in like the fifth inning or the sixth inning. He pitches before Andrew Miller pitched. Andrew Miller, what a name. Andrew Miller, like a guy you forget was a part of that team. Did he get hurt in the middle of the season? Or am I just misremembering that? Because I bear, like I know he was a part of the team, but I don't remember he was any just Andrew Miller moments roster, at all. Wasn't he? Pretty sure he was left off. Yeah. Was he just not good enough to make the playoff roster? Yeah, Felix Dubron yeah. was on that. Was Dubron, out of the bullpen. Yeah. Um, let's see. Mujica, I think, hit. was the next year, right? Who was Mujica? He was the oh. next year, right? Oh, Edward oh, Mujica. Mujica. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God. He was not on that team. No. I think it was the next year. <laughs> yeah. That's a name I haven't thought about in years. Uh, oh, but on that work, Workman, Workman, Dempster, Franklin Morales. Yeah. Oh, so, oh Xander uh, forgot Franklin Morales. He, did you guys see that? Xander did that uh, what, with those kids who do the uh, on-the-field things for TikTok. Yeah. And uh, they asked Xander if he could name every single player on the 2013 Red Sox World Series roster. And he was able to name every single one of them except one. 
and it was Franklin Morales. And he's like, oh, that's my boy. I can't believe I forgot that. Franklin Morales. That's impressive that I was able to name like just some of those because that's. Yeah, no kidding. I, I don't know. I was impressed. I don't know if you guys ever, me and Pat used to play the name game uh, for the 04 team. The 2013 oh, team is going to yeah. turn into that real 2013. soon, I feel like. Pinch runner, Quentin Berry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love those guys. The best uh, was Raja, even though we didn't win a World Series. But that's going to that's gonna cap off the 2013 look back for now. We're oh, it is? Doing, oh, is it? We're, we're teasing the people here. We're not going to give oh, them everything right. at once. Boston Hold on. Sports I have, kind I have, of, okay. Before, before we cut it off, Rob, do you know done. why Dustin Pedroia was at the Celtics game tonight? He was at the Thank Celtics you. preseason game sitting courtside. Do you know why he was there? Let me read this text that was sent at 7.49 p.m. PM. Thank you. Yeah. Eastern Standard. It's right after when somebody said on Twitter, Dustin Pedroia is at the Celtics game. Which I kind of wish I was at the Celtics game. Everyone preseason. In everybody in Boston wanted to be at the Celtics game tonight. Who were they playing? Was it Orlando? Uh, who, who no, knows? it's Philly. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really make a difference. It was better than what it – can you imagine – did anyone you get – you guys didn't go to the Patriots game. Oh, thank God. No. I <laughs> listened on the radio for a quarter. I it's left cute. Massachusetts at halftime. I was not sticking around to watch the end of that one. You, 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 you disavowed. You disavowed your football team. Yeah. I can't even be in the same state I'm, as this team. I'm you driving. I'm driving team. to Pittsburgh. I am actually like like now officially their fan. Um, so let's right. hear about this. Seven forty nine. I text. This is my wily way of uh, of figuring it out. I said, "You better help them pick the right GM." <laughs> That's a good way. That's a good start. Way to ease your way in. Yeah. He a says, foot in the door. He says, ha, 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 ha. Okay. That's what? Seven ha's? It's a lot of ha's. Wait, wait, wait. Can uh, we count them out real quick? I said, I said, I assume that is why you were in Boston. Too bad I didn't know. I'm playing at TPC Boston tomorrow, which I am. You um, are? Yeah. My, my oh. Media day. Heck yeah. Ooh. He says, You got to tell us what you shoot. You got to be upfront about um, it. I played, this is, how about this for a foursome? Me, Merloni, Emerson, Lotzia, and Jemai Webster. Oh my. Oh, that's going to be fun. The, the tales four, that will the, be spun. The big, the big four. <laughs> the, this is the Mount Rushmore of uh, Boston broadcasting right there. He says, Oh shit, thanks for the invite. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Want to play?" He said, "Ha ha! No, I'm good." The I Red Sox have... gave him a bunch of clubs. He can come play. He said, "I do have my here's now. Here's the only clue that you have. I do have my sticks. I'm coming from Payne's Valley. Is that a place? Does he meant Pine Valley? Oh, Pine Hills. I said Payne's Valley. How are you spelling? I got nothing. P a y n e s. Like Max." P-A-Y-N-E-S. P-Y-N-E-S. I want to say it's probably like Pines Valley or something. There's Pines Hill in Plymouth. Oh, it sounds no, like there's a Pines Valley Golf Valley. Course. Yeah. Pines so, Valley Golf Missouri? Course, Branson, M.O. Branson, Missouri. Designed what? by Tiger Woods. That's Where? kind of... Oh, it's in Missouri? Oh. It's in Missouri. M.O. is Missouri, right? Yeah, Missouri. Missouri. If you oh, want to know the zip code, it's 65672. So he's, he's working his way across the country. 
by by golf courses, but he does he does have his golf clubs here. Retirement as a major league baseball player's got to rock. I I'm gonna come out and say it. You know, nail me to the cross if I'm if wrong. You, if, but if you don't golf, though, it probably sucks. Did he ever cash in on the Scotland trip that the Red Sox got him for retirement? Do we know? I don't know. But he didn't. We need a report like, on that trip. He didn't start golfing until like he retired, though. But yeah, Either, I feel like if, that's a typical. If you don't golf, you're kind of screwed. Oh, I yeah, no, that's me. I don't know how to network at all. <laughs> Terrible oh. with people. Pat, is but, that true? You've known him for a long time. Coop. Yeah. Yeah, I've said for like however long I've known Coop, probably going on like ten years or so. He's like a sixty-year-old man in a twenty-five-year-old's body. I went to bed at eight forty-five on Friday. You wear cardigans and you bake sourdough. I woke up at five thirty <laughs> on a Saturday. No. And it was delightful. No. It rained all day, and I cardigans and sourdough, the coop anthem. <laughs> I'll pull my starter. Listen, do you have that? On, do you have that on your like Tinder account? Like, where I wear cardigans and oh, we're off the tins. Up. We're off the tins. Oh, you are. Well, if <laughs> yeah. you when you were on it, put your Uber rating, and that you wear cardigans and bake sourdough. No, that's how it was. This that's how it was sold it, to the to the newest winner. It at really? least better be your yeah. IG bio. I have bios. me making pizza dough on my IG. That's it's a given. It's okay. That's that's good. just that's the state of my reality. That's a good first step. But on good. the rise is still the Red Sox. I'm going to continue to do these morning coops of coffee. If you want to tune in, go for it. It's whatever. It's a way of uh, you know keeping you locked in while the Red Sox are trying to make up their minds about a GM. We'll be here when that news breaks. We can't wait to hear it. We can't wait to break it with you. We can't wait to discuss it. There'll be a whole lot more going on. So we will catch you later. Be sure to subscribe, like, follow. Rob, what other actions can we do on social media? Review. What else is review? Um, I don't know. Write a letter. Write a strongly worded nice. letter to Odyssey. Let them know how much you like the Bradfoe show. And, um, you know, just tune in the next time. At the very least, we'll talk to you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.